This is Luton Digital, the fantasy football podcast. Here are your hosts, Samo and Steve. Welcome back, everybody, to the Luton Digital Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm joined by my co-host Steve once again for another podcast about fantasy football. This year we are on season two of our podcast, episode one, where we discuss the new season, prices and other things. Yes, good evening, Sam. Lovely to be back with you for another season in a new location uh, tonight without the dog because we have reconfigured the house to do with bedrooms and that sort of thing. So there's no dog tonight, he's downstairs. Harry the Cat has given his mystic prediction, he's next door. And it's, as we record tonight, it's fantasy football evening. We've got a lot to get through tonight, so let's crack on with the show. Emails and tweets. Yes, uh, looking at some new teams who are joining us and new managers this year. First of all, warm welcome to Mr Ian Rees with his team 3rd Division North. We know that Mr Rees is, as we speak, putting the finishing touches to a dodgy selection somewhere in a pub in South Oxfordshire. We have James Clark, whose team absolutely fabregas, a massive Chelsea fan. Talking to him earlier, he tells me doesn't matter how bad Fat Frank gets at Chelsea. He will be selecting three Chelsea players each week. A brave man. And then we've got uh, Alex. Uh, Alex's team is going to be the second Alex in the league, or possibly even the third in the jungle. In the jungle, we look forward to his team. And there's a late entrant, uh, Evan Matthews. Also, we are looking forward very much to reviewing his team in the weeks to come. Sam, you've had a look at some of the team names here. Are there any team names that grab your eye as we start this 2019 season? Um, I think one of my favourite team, name, team names is Joe Ellington and Sons for Karen Roy. That is a unique team which we will be explaining later in more detail. As for some of the other team names, there wasn't really that many... Mark Burrows has gone for a topical reference this year with Boris, the new Prime Minister, and he has renamed his team Boris on the Bench. Time for some reflections, and we can't really reflect on the last game week since that was... Last season, so we we'll but we will, though, Sam, because let's just tell us, tell the listeners, particularly the new listeners, what an amazing finish it was, where a dead heat meant that the ti- the title was shared between uh, Sam Owen and myself, and that's why the trophy, which you can't see, but we'll put a picture out on Twitter, remains here in uh, in Luton, Bedfordshire, uh, because if you read subsection C of Rule Six. It says that in the event of points being shared, uh, the uh, trophy will remain with the previous year's winner. So, Sam, um, have you got any resolutions for the new season? Uh, have you learnt the lessons from last year? 
I think it will be not to make any silly transfers. I think there was a point last season when I had Robert Snodgrass in my team for multiple game weeks. and That's a mistake. I just need to avoid transfers like that and go for more sensible transfers. Quite excitingly, and we didn't have this last year, there are now two former Luton Town stars in the Premier League, in Jack Stacey and James Justin. Are you tempted to bring them straight in to your team? Well, James Justin is a backup to both full-backs and he is five million, so not too sure about Justin. But if Stacey, I think Stacey might be four point five, and if he somehow gets run in the team, then maybe. And from my point of view, it's a similar story: less transfers and just take it a bit more. I think I've got a very very solid team, which you'll be hearing about later. And less changes will be needed. It could be that we go through the whole 38 game weeks without having to make a single change. Talking points. There's obviously a lot to talk about in talking points. The thing I've selected to talk about first is some of the new signings which have joined the Premier League. Obviously, there are multiple players who have signed, but the ones which stick out to me the most are Pepe. For Arsenal, 9.5. Mosa Ken for Everton, 7 million. Sebastian Holler for West Ham, who's 7.5. Cancelo, who we don't know the price yet, but he signed for City today. And Zuma, who isn't technically a new signing, but he returns to Chelsea on loan from Everton. And he's 5 million. And with Louise leaving today and Rudiger still out injured, it looks like he is almost guaranteed to play. Yes, um, that is interesting, Sam. We are talking just after the transfer window has slammed shut. Uh, so there are some players who may still be coming in. Uh, we've got VAR this season, Sam, so you have loaded up on penalty takers, no doubt. Is that true? I'm not sure if that's true because I think I saw some statistic that in other leagues VAR did not increase the amount of penalties by too large of an amount, but we'll have to see what happens. Game Week Preview Now we move on to Game Week Previews, our first of the season. First up, tomorrow night at 8 o'clock is Liverpool against the newly promoted Norwich. I think there's only one outcome to this game, Steve. That's right, a big Norwich win. So I think we're all going to load up on the Norwich uh, striker, Pukki, and uh, a couple of Norwich defenders and ignore Liverpool. So I take that to be a big Norwich win. I think it'll be 2-0 Liverpool. And Saturday, the only kick-off is West Ham against Man City. This is the game where, um, before the game, everyone in the Sky Studio talks about what a great season it's going to be for West Ham, what a smashing transfer window it's been. And then at the end of the game, as they reflect on a 5-0 City win, everyone looks a bit disappointed with the uh, evacuation of the London Stadium starting at around about the 60-minute mark. I very much agree with that opinion, Steve. Um, 3 o'clock, Bournemouth against also newly promoted Sheffield United. Well, this is an interesting one for me. Um, how well will Sheffield United go? They were very good at home last season, not so good away. Bournemouth were leaking goals and you couldn't predict really when they would win, when they'd lose. So uh, let's say that's going to be a draw. 
Burnley, Southampton. Again, uh, I, I mean, the, what's his name? Drinkwater has gone to Burnley today on loan last minute. Uh, probably not going to be fit because he's not playing. He didn't play a single minute league last season. So against Southampton with the the rabbit hutch again still in charge. Uh, I mean, this is one really we don't know. So let's say a draw again. I think it will be a draw. Yeah, I agree. And Palace against Everton. I think this game will be an interesting game. I'm not sure if Zaha will play after all of the transfer speculation, so I can see an Everton 2-1 win here. Then we have Watford-Brighton. How do you see that one going? Well, change of tactics this year for Brighton. They've got an attacking manager and they have spent a bit of money against the Watford side who, you know, if you believe their Twitter handle tonight they are going to win the league because they've had such an amazing transfer window expectations for Watford whenever they rise are almost immediately disappointed so let's hope that Brighton can go there and turn them over a bit like West Ham I see 5.30 Spurs against also newly promoted Aston Villa well, they've Villa spent, have spent incredible yeah. amounts, Sam, haven't they? They've think, spent incredible amounts. I think they've spent 118 million. And Spurs have bought a couple of big players. It's no surprise that the really top-class players, players who this morning they were linked with and they'd agreed terms with, what a surprise! None of them turned up in the end, and so slightly disappointing transfer window. <laughs> but I think Spurs will win that, and uh, they'll win that by two. Clear goals. Leicester against Wolves. Leicester made a deadline day signing with Dennis Pratt or Pratt or Pratt. I don't know how to pronounce his Gives name. Gives me a P. T. And he plays in the midfield and he could be um, depth for Madison, I'm thinking. But they play Wolves. How do you think that would Well, work? Wolves are obviously... This, this is the one that's the Burnley last year, so they're going to be playing Champ- uh, Europa League nonsense. Uh, midweek and then they'll be playing most days on a Sunday presumably and is their squad big enough um, you were telling me earlier that Jota got three assists tonight and in the early draft of my team I did have Jota but uh, he's been a recent casualty so I think Leicester will win that I'm going to um, talk more about Newcastle Arsenal and the Mystic predictions the final game of the game week is Man United against Frank Lampard's Chelsea it is indeed, and this is probably the game I think of most interest this weekend because uh, United, depending on who you read, they've had a disappointing window. None of the attacking names have gone there. And, of course, Chelsea got the transfer ban, so this is a new Frank Lampard side. Uh, obviously, Louise immediately has left, so he's got a pairing in central defence who will be new, and he'll have youngsters who will he play. Will it be Mount? Will it be Giorgino? Will it be Barkley? And uh, so I think it's a bit of a risk to have any Chelsea players at this stage. I see that as a high-scoring draw. Harry the Cat's Mystic Prediction. My Mystic Prediction this week is I think Newcastle will get something out of the Arsenal game. I mean, Newcastle have gone from Benitez and Rondon to Andy Carroll and Steve Bruce, but 
have a feeling they'll somehow turn up against Arsenal and surprise everyone with probably a 1-1 draw in that game. I'm not sure if Ars- I'm not sure if Arsenal's new defensive signings like such as Tierney and Louise will be ready for that game and they might concede. Big one, Matthew. So there's some obvious candidates who um, Sam, if he was in this slot, would have picked, like Kane, Sterling, Son, Salah. But uh, the surprising choice this week from uh, Big One Matthew is Mason Greenwood, who we fancy to score a goal against Chelsea, only 4.5. My team, your team. Now's the part of the season where we reveal our teams for the first time and the part where Sam Owen and Danny Ollie Moore, Doward, Ollie yeah. Doward Alex Perry. and Alex Perry will eagerly be listening in to spy on Steve's team. Exactly right. But um, I was, who do you want to start with first? Let's like, do your team, Sam. My team, well, first up in goal is Pope for Burnley. In defence, I have three... Well, four premium defenders with Dinya, Van Dijk, Trent Arnold and Zinchenko. In the midfield, I've got Sigurdsson, Perez, Sterling and Salah. Up front, Wilson and Delefeu. And on the bench is Button for Brighton and Greenwood, Lundstram and Dendonka. Yeah, I mean, let's just reflect on that, Sam. Um, I can see what you're doing with Pope. The Burnley now that Heaton's gone, Button is obviously he's not going to play, so I'm not quite sure why you've got him. You need to find a f- point five. If I was going to critique this, you need a, a second keeper who's going to play. Your Van Dyke Alexander Arnold puzzles me um, because I thought the combo was the two Liverpool fullbacks, but Van Dyke's the most popular player. Fifty percent almost have got him this season. Shinchenko, he's definitely playing, is he, with this new guy starting? Because um, I'm not too sure of Cancelo. Like, I'm not sure if Cancelo will be playing the first. Will be playing against West Ham, and Mendy is back in trading. But I think I heard somewhere that Pep rates Zinchenko very highly and might be starting in the first few game weeks. Sigurdsson and Perez. I mean, Sigurdsson never been reliable for me, so I wouldn't. I would never have him. Perez, I think, is unknown. So, personally, I think they're better options. Uh, Delafeu with Welbeck starting. Is he going to play uh, up front? We'll have to see. And your bench is actually uh, your other three on the bench. You can understand because they're all cheap. So that's pretty similar to me. I mean, um, you confident about that, Sam? Or do you think it will be an early wild card? I'm a bit worried about um, Zinchenko and Sigurdsson, to be honest. And I'm also tempted to swap Delefeu to Jota and also tempted to maybe get rid of Sigurdsson for Fraser. But we'll have to see how it goes. I think the only change I might make is Jota. Hmm. I think that team certainly should be good enough for the top six. But here is possibly the uh, people who are bidding to become the first side in history to win Luton Digital for three years in a row. So in goal uh, is the Pope. Uh, I did have Heaton, and Heaton is on the bench. I think that works quite nicely. Two Burnley keepers, obviously Heaton now at Villa, and they will rotate. Now I've gone... uh, I did originally have a premium defender defence like you. I was looking at Maguire, but he's not made the final cut. 
Uh, I've gone the Liverpool fullback axis with Alexander Arnold and Robertson. And then the other three in defence are rotatable. Starting with Walker Peters, um, who I don't really like because he's Tottenham and he's five million, which is a bit expensive. But apparently the other guy's banned or something for the first two games. So he's likely to start against Villa. I've also got Gary Cahill. um, Because I remember when he used to play, he used to score a few goals. And if he's on as much money of the week as they say at Palace, presumably he's going to start. And then the other fullback is O'Connell from Sheffield United. And this is sparking a very long piece of research that... Sheffield United do something incredible with the centre-backs and so he's likely to score but he's actually my 15th man for the first game week three big ones in midfield with Sterling and Salah like you've got Sam and Martial makes the cut because now that Lukaku is gone he I think will be relied on if you look at his goals per minutes his points per minutes he is got quite a, he's got quite impressive stats so it's Martial for me the third berth and this was late today because originally I had Delafeu King and Jota but I've completely reformatted the team to bring in Mr Harold Kane who's had a good pre-season in that he's not been injured and I think Spurs may start well so Kane is in uh, I've got King up front with him And probably starting this weekend, and this is a punt, is Greenwood, who you've also got. Because, uh, again, with Lukaku going, I think he may get some chances. It's a bit United heavy, and uh, there is a school of thought that Ollie and the bus and the wheels will all be off by October. But it's quite easy to change his team. There's a bit of money in it. On the bench is Dendonka. Drinkwater, who clearly won't be fit for a few weeks, but he's not going to be playing for me for a while. And O'Connell, so that is a cheap bench. Your thoughts on that team, Sam? I'm not sure about starting Greenwood because I'm quite confident that he won't start against um, Chelsea and you'll have to have one of your bench players come in, such as Den Donker. Uh, I think Cahill and Walker-Peters is a bit of a... Weakness. I mean, the Cahill was okay as long as he starts, and I think he will because he's on the big money. But Walker Peters will have to see. I'm not sure about if I'm not. Sure, I don't, yeah, Walker Peters might be okay as well, actually. And Martial, bit of a punt. Not sure if you can rely on United for the first few game weeks until we know how good they are. Drink water, I'm not really sure about that. I don't think, even if he gets fit, I'm not sure he's going to be racking in the goals for Burnley. You've ignored the obvious difference with your team that is, I've got Harold Kane and you haven't. You must be worried about that. Um, I am a bit worried about Kane, but for me to bring him in, it would require some huge restructuring of my team, and I'm confident that not many managers will have Kane anyway. So Let's find out uh, how the season gets on and do uh, get in touch. We'll be having a surgery, by the way, straight after game week one when I know quite a few of the managers, probably Alex Perry, Ollie, Ollie Dowd and some others, will be immediately hitting their wild card because they'll be panicking. Here's how to get in touch. You're listening to Luton Digital. Get in touch via LutonDigital.com. 
No surprise who the golden gambler is for me this week, and I'm sure many managers will also be captaining the same player who is Mohamed Salah. I'm confident that he will start against Norwich. Well, you say that. Um, I have got it on Salah at the moment, but it could switch to Sterling, it could switch to Kane, because that's the strength in depth at the specials. Buttocks this year. The fourth official is indicated there will now be a minimum of three minutes time allowed. Three minutes time allowed. So that's it, your season preview and uh, good luck managers for what promises to be the most closely fought contest, although it will have to go some to beat the finish of last season. Sam, some closing thoughts from you, please. Goodbye, everyone. I will also be hoping to get top three this year is my new goal for the season. Whether I will get that, I don't know. <laughs> slightly, I think you should be more, a bit more ambitious, Sam. But uh, some great signs. Let's try and keep the transfers to a minimum. Let's try and keep the Watford players out of the side. That was Luton Digital. Tune in again next game week. And good luck, managers. Hope you get a shedload of points.